And Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. This is God's word. Last summer, I went uh, and saw Willie Nelson perform at the amphitheater in Homedale, New Jersey. And, and during the concert, he actually had his sons there playing in the band with him. And when he was introducing all the band members and he introduced his sons, he introduced his youngest son, Micah. And he told a story about Micah. He said, you know, one time they were having family dinner and all of the kids and all the family was at Willie Nelson's house and they were sitting around the dinner table and they were waiting for Micah because Micah was late. Well, finally, the doorbell rang after, you know, several minutes or several hours or whatever. And it was Micah. And Willie Nelson shouted from the kitchen. He said, welcome home. The particle kid has returned. And what he meant to say was the prodigal son, but he only had a vague familiarity with the story, and so it came out, particle kid. And so to this day, Micah Nelson performs under the stage name as the particle kid. And, you know, this is the story of the prodigal son that I just read. And it's probably the most famous parable that Jesus ever told. And I suspect that the vast majority of those of you who are tuning in this morning have at least some familiarity with this story. Others of you, you probably you may have read it a thousand times. But many of us, I think, are like Willie Nelson in that there are important details in this story that we've missed over the years. You know, I was reading this parable a few weeks ago and when a detail stood out to me that I had never really noticed and I've never paid much attention to. And I've probably read this parable at least a hundred times. But I never really stopped and considered this one detail. And the detail is found in verse 14 where it says a severe famine arose in that country, and that is when the son began to be in need. See, if you had asked me a few weeks ago, I'm a Bible scholar, you know, pastor, I would have thought I would have known all the answers. If you'd have asked me, why did the prodigal son return to the father? I might have told you, well, he ran out of money, or, you know, he recognized his immaturity, or he hit rock bottom. But this little detail in verse 14 tells us that he didn't come to his senses on his own. It took a famine. 
It took a, an act of nature to stop him in his tracks and to reveal to him his great need and to expose that something was missing in his life. And I think there are many of you that are tuning in right now that perhaps I've never met. And you maybe you're not a follower of Jesus and maybe somebody invited you here or you just stumbled into our little corner of the internet and you're tuning in today because you are curious about Christianity and you're curious about Jesus. And you know, we're not facing a famine right now, but we are in a pandemic, an act of nature that is forcing us to rethink everything in our lives. And you know, perhaps this pandemic has revealed to you that something is missing in your life. And now you're searching and you're wondering if there's something more for you. Others of you, maybe you are a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're a longtime member of Crossroads. But lately you've noticed that this pandemic has revealed an uneasiness in your heart. A sense that you've wandered away from the love and the care of your Heavenly Father. And you feel like maybe through all of this he is drawing you back. And the truth is this, whether you've been in church your whole life or whether this is your first time watching a church online, we are all prodigals. And this story tells us how we can come home. The first thing I want you to see this morning is that in times of crisis, whether pandemics or famines, the things we rely on for comfort, security, and identity are exposed. It says in verse 14, a severe famine arose in that country and the sun began to be in need. This is a young man who took what was his from his father's inheritance. This was a shameful act. This is him essentially coming to his father and saying, Hey, Dad, you know my inheritance that I'm going to get when you die? I want it now. He's essentially telling his father, I wish you were dead. I just want what's coming to me. And it isn't like the father could just go and just write a check and give him his money. I mean, at this time, all of his wealth would have been tied up in property, in cattle. So he would have gone out and he had to sell all of his stuff. It even says in the text, he had to sell his property. This was a shameful act on, uh, that the son made. But he told his father, essentially, I wish you were dead. I want your money. I don't want you. And he took his father's money and he went off to a far country. And it says he spent all the money, squandered it on reckless living. Now, I, the Bible doesn't define what that is, but I think we can probably fill in the blanks. And that may be you today. Maybe you've got some reckless living in your recent past. But others of you, maybe you've wandered from your Heavenly Father in other ways. Many of us have used various things in our lives to give, our, give, our, to, to give ourselves a sense of comfort or security or identity, especially in the city that we live in. And in a moment... This pandemic has taken those things away, just like the famine took them from the younger son. See, many of us right now in this moment are being forced to live without the very things that we have come to rely upon for comfort, security, and for our identity. Stable jobs. Many of us, we, we, we base our identity and our security and our comfort in our jobs and our, our financial security, our finances, our social life, dating, routines, entertainment, sports. I mean, even fashion, you know, I mean, who cares what you wear when you're quarantined in your house? Listen, nobody can see your Jordans on a Zoom call. I mean, I, you know what breaks my heart is thinking about high school seniors who've lost, you know, they lost their spring break. They lost uh, spring sports, prom, graduation. This is, that, that's a tragedy. And here we are in this moment, all these things that we have relied on for our comfort, our security, and I would add even our joy 
have been taken from us, we feel exposed and we feel let down. And this is how the younger son felt. He realized that the very things he had built his life upon were unable to give his life any meaning when a famine strikes. Now, second thing I want you to see is that in times of crisis, we are forced to consider God. It says in verse 17, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. So, I mean, if you haven't picked up on it now, the, this story, it's a parable, so it's kind of allegorical. And the father in this story represents God, our heavenly father. And this son, in a time of crisis, began thinking about his father's house. And, you know, I'm willing to bet that right now in our country, just about every single person is considering God in one way or another right now. Many may be thinking, where is God? Well, how could God allow this to happen? Others may be asking, is there even a God? While many others around the world are finding hope and peace because of their belief that God is loving and kind even in the midst of pandemics. But everybody, I believe, is considering God in some way or another right now. And this son, when he was in the pig pen, when he was in need, he began to think and consider his father's house. And he remembered he said, nobody was in need in my father's house. There was no lack. Everyone had what they needed. Everyone was fed. Everyone was clothed. And everyone was welcomed and cared for. And this young man, re realizing this, he said, what am I doing in a pig pen? When in my father's house, there's all these things. And he stood up out of the pig pen and he began his journey home toward his father. And I love that you see him. He starts rehearsing his speech. I mean, isn't this like all of us? He starts saying, he says, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to say. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. I mean, he's rehearsing his speech. He's, he's trying to figure out what he has to say or do to get in the good graces of his father. And I sense that there are some of you right now that because of this pandemic, because of some crises going on in your life, you're considering walking toward God and you feel him calling you and you feel an, a sense of uneasiness in your life and you feel something in your heart that's pulling you to walk toward God, but you aren't sure what to say. And you're rehearsing your speech and you're wondering if God will accept you. And you're walking toward God with fear and trepidation, wondering what you have to do or say or what, how you have to get it all right for him to embrace you and welcome you. And that's exactly what this son did here. He was practicing his speech, but look what comes next. In times of crisis, we see that God is watching and waiting for us to come to him. Verse 20 contains some of my favorite words in all of the Bible. And this is a verse worth memorizing. Verse 20 says, and the son arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. I love this because this tells something about the father. It tells us that the father never gives up on his children. The father saw the son from a long way off. That meant the father was watching and waiting for the son to come home. I don't know who you are this morning. I don't know what you've done or what kind of shame you are carrying with you this morning as you're sitting in front of a screen watching this online worship service. 
But I do know this for certain. God has not given up on you. He is watching and he is waiting for you to come to him. And look what he does. He sees the son who's a long way off and he takes off running. He doesn't wait for the son to have to do the walk of shame. He takes off running and meets the boy where the boy is. And he hugs him and embraces him and kisses him. And the son says, oh, dad. And he begins his speech. It says, verse 21, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And notice that the father cuts him off right there. He doesn't even let him finish his speech. No need to grovel, son. You're home. Welcome. And he hugs him. And the father said to the servants, bring quickly the best robe, put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this. My son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. Here's what I want you to hear from this story this morning. Some of you are watching right now and this pandemic has rocked your world. And all of this isolation and quarantining has forced you to take inventory of your life. And you're noticing that something feels empty in the midst of this crisis. And you feel like the prodigal son and you realize that you are in need, but you're not sure what it is that you need. If you look at all the things we've lost this season, financial security, routines, social lives, entertainment, relationships, those are all good things most of the time but they were never meant to give your life ultimate meaning and satisfaction because they can't. Listen, if a pandemic can take something away from you, it was never worth building your life upon in the first place. It's a good gift and a good thing to have in your life, but it's not the thing that you want to stake your life on if, a, if something like a pandemic can take it away. But there is something that cannot be taken away, even by a pandemic, even by famine, and that is the character of God. He is your provider, even in times of crisis. Philippians 4.19 says, God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He is your security, even in times of chaos. Psalm 62 says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. He is your comfort in times of distress. Jesus said to us, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. How many of you are weary and heavy laden right now? Jesus says, come to me, and you will find rest. And notice this, everything that the younger son was looking for in the far country, parties, pleasure, identity, security, comfort, those are all the things he was seeking when he went off to the far country. He actually had an abundance in his father's house the whole time. He went out searching for a party when the party he longed for was in his father's house all along. See, everything you are searching for and everything that you feel like you are missing right now because of this pandemic in your life is found in the presence of your heavenly father. And if you're tuning in this morning and you're wondering how you can find joy in the presence of God, it's like this. We're all prodigals. We're all prodigals. We've all run and disobeyed God and we've run our own way. We all, we've all gone out searching for life apart from God. And there comes a time for most of us when we realize that all of the places that we've searched for life and meaning aren't able to give us what we hoped. See, pandemics can turn our lives upside down. 
And in times of crisis, God is calling you to look up from your pig pen, look up from your quarantine, and consider if he is who he says he is. And he is calling you today to stand up and to come to him. You don't have to be afraid of what to say or do. You just come to him. And he is watching and he is waiting and he is ready to embrace you with open arms. And the reason you can do this and the reason God will accept you is because his son, Jesus, paid the price for you. Jesus died the death that you deserve so that you can be welcomed into his father's house. So I want to ask to those of you watching, do you want to come home? Is there something empty in your heart that you feel in this time of pandemic and you want to know how it can be filled? Do you want to come home? Do you want to experience the joy of being in the presence of the Father? I'm here to tell you that you can experience peace and forgiveness and restoration just like the prodigal son. There are a hundred people in the chat right now that can attest to the grace and the mercy of Jesus and that he will embrace you and he will accept you and he will forgive you. And by looking up and confessing that you have indeed wandered and you admit, and, and, and by admitting your need for him and turning toward him, you can find him and he will come to you. And the promise of the gospel is at the very moment you turn from your sin and you turn toward God, that very moment you will see that he was waiting for you the whole time and he, would be, he will be running towards you with open arms. That is the message of the gospel and I hope you hear that this morning. Let's, let me pray for you, Crossroads. Father in heaven, I'm so thankful for the gospel that you pursue prodigals like me and you pursue wanderers and God, you make a way for us to be brought home. And so God, I pray that if there's anyone this morning who does not know you, does not have a relationship with you that gives them, that gives them comfort and peace, I pray that they would find it in you this morning. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.